Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, October the 14th, 2021. And uh, we are rounding the corner in the last few chapters of the little book of First Peter. Today in chapter 4, we'll wrap it up tomorrow on Friday. So hope you'll join us Friday to, as we conclude First Peter. Um, yeah, hope you guys are having a good day. Hope it's been a good week for you. You know, Thursday's a new Friday, so it feels like Friday on a Thursday, right? <laughs> Hopefully it feels that way to you. Um, yeah, so a um, couple weeks into uh, my sabbatical here, so um, got a lot of things going on. Got um, Actually, we have a lot of things. Hap- we, we just recently moved, so we're living in Palm Harbor and getting a lot of things done with the house, actually. So, um, so today... Um, Painting. I'm not painting. Anyone who's ever seen me paint knows, no, <laughs> stay away from the brushes. Um, but yeah, the exterior of the house is getting painted today. So excited about that. You know, fresh, new, fresh and clean look. So that'd be nice. Um, but yeah. Hey, and thank you guys for reaching out. Um, we have a, we have an email address for the podcast now. If you haven't, uh, if I haven't heard it before, it is Bible Study Podcast 2020. 2020, because that's the year we started morning prayer, Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. So if you have comments, suggestions, um, just want to share a story about how maybe something from the Word of God touched your heart, uh, something from uh, whatever you want, anything. Just I love your feedback. Love to hear how this uh, this community is helping you and how studying and reading the Word together is, uh, is making a difference in your life. And if you have suggestions on how to make it better, uh, improve it, hey, let me know. Hey, I'm a rookie at this, man. I'm I don't I'm not, <laughs> I'm the first to say I'm I'm no I'm no professional. <laughs> so hey, give me some feedback. Let me know. Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Yeah, love to hear from you. All right. So today we are uh oh, by the way, uh so this past week we crossed the 100 episodes um just a few days ago. Uh, was our 100th episode. So that's awesome. And like I said yesterday, uh, thank you for being a part of it. If you weren't a part of this, it, this would not be happening. Otherwise, this just would be a personal Bible study. <laughs> so so thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for investing your time and uh, and uh, and just your, your, your heart into uh, this community. So love it. Love it. Thank you. And so, um, so in addition to the 100th episode, also... We uh, we've just crossed the seven thousand list seven thousand uh, downloads of the podcast seven thousand. So that's pretty awesome. It's averaging each episode is averaging mm, between set around a hundred or hundred uh, listens. So yeah, or more. I mean that's a rough. Some are less, some are more. Um, but so we've passed seven thousand. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a lot of spiritual investment in uh, in the Word of God and in our own souls from from the Word of God to our souls. So awesome. 
just hey, I'm just trying to share some of the, the good things that are happening you know, with this podcast and lives are being touched. And thank you so much for your emails. Um, I read several of them, all of them I've read. And uh, thank you. I really appreciate the the, the uh, feedback. All right. First Peter chapter four. Remember Peter speaking to Asia, some churches in Asia who are Gentiles predominantly, and they've been enduring some suffering. And so Peter's writing to encourage them not to give up, to keep stay strong, to trust in Jesus um, and re remind them that they're not defeated, despite what it may feel like, despite the fact that they're being persecuted. I think I said persecuted. It's persecuted. <laughs> I think I was going to say facing persecution and it came out persecuting. They're facing, they're facing persecution. <laughs> oh, man. See, I told you I wasn't a professional. <laughs> you guys knew that. You guys knew that already. You guys knew that already. You don't, you don't, yeah, you guys are not a part of this morning podcast because it's professional. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. First Peter chapter four. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, well, hey, wait a minute. You know what we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. Forgot to say that. Right? My bad. So let's read. Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body. So he's talking about, you know, remember, they're suffering. So I say, look, look. Therefore, since Christ suffered. Remember, we have a Savior that knows about suffering. Since he suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude. Because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for their evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. What is Peter saying? He's saying, you know, it's not saying if you suffer, you don't have to deal with sin anymore. No, he's saying it, there's a truth in which when we suffer for Jesus, um, sin loses its grip. A sense in which sin loses its grip on us. Uh, we would rather serve Jesus. When we focus on loving Jesus and suffering for his name, then we are no longer dominated by sin. So that's what he says, because the one who suffers in the body is done with sin. No, I don't care about sin because I want to suffer for Jesus. I want to, I want to give my life for him. I want to serve him. I want to give everything for him. Um, I, don't, I don't have time for, to, to deny him or turn away from him because I'm focused on Jesus. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires. So those who've suffered, and Peter knows many, right, that have suffered, they don't try to live their, the rest of their lives um, for human desires, but rather for the will of God. It's true, man. Isn't it true right now? Isn't this true? Um, suffering has a way of drawing us close to God. When you're suffering, the human desires of this world, when you're going through a difficult time, when you're struggling, when you're in physical pain or a physical or a health scare or an emotional crisis, isn't it true? Sin loses its grip. What do you, the suffering draws you into the heart of God. And you're like, no, I need God. I don't have time to be distracted with all this other stuff, all these human desires and worldly pleasures. I, I'm focused on Jesus. I need Jesus. <laughs> it's true. Imagine that. The word of God is true. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. So verse... Um, Verse three, for you have spent enough time in the past doing what the pagans chose to do. Yeah, we all have, right? So yeah, some of us can say, hey man, we chose enough to, we spent enough time doing what the pagans do. What do pagans do? This is what the pagans do. Those who don't know Jesus, those who are not unsaved. 
This is what they do because they're they're obeying their their own human sinful nature, the nature that was in all of us. What did they do? And what did we used to do? Debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. We, we, we did those sins. He's like, that's, that's what the pagans do. You spend enough time doing that. Come on. Somebody today, you may know some people in your life. They, man, you, you're wondering, when are they going to realize they've spent enough time doing that mess? When, when is it going to click that they've spent enough time, they've wasted enough years, enough energy, they've built up enough remorse and regret for five lifetimes? When are they going to realize they don't have to live that way? You know, and maybe that's to you today. Maybe you found this podcast and that's you. You're like, look, you know what? You can st- you can you can change today. You don't have to continue to live. You don't have to re- continue to repeat the same patterns over and over. You can start anew. You can change. You can be uh, redeemed, renewed. You can start over. Verse four, they are surprised that you do not join in their reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. So he's saying, look, you got these pagan neighbors are still doing all this stuff. And uh, people are surprised. What do you mean? You don't want to go do that? You don't want to go do this crazy? You don't do these, this, these, you don't be involved in this drunkenness, debauchery, lust, orgies, and, and carousing, this detestable idolatry. You don't want to worship idols and worship celebrities and worship things. What do you mean? You don't want to worship? You don't want to worship, idolize material things? What do you mean? Why not? We all do that. We, I ain't like that. <laughs> right? Why well, ain't like that? That's not, that's not, that's, that's not the, that's not the seed that's in me. I, I'm, I have the seed of Abraham, the seed of, of God, the seed of Jesus, who the incorruptible seed that's planted in me. And those things are not what drive me anymore. And you know what? Sometimes when you live that way, people ridicule you. <clears throat> they think, well, what's this, you know, what's his problem? What's her problem? Well, they think they're better than us? No, I know I'm no better than you, but my Jesus is better. My Jesus is, offers a better way of life. Verse five, but they will have to give an account. They will have to give an account to those who abuse you. They'll have to give an account to who, who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached even to those who are now dead, those who have gone on to be with the Lord, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body but live according to God in regard to the spirit. Yeah. The judge. We all, everybody going to stand before the judgment seat of God. Just like for, uh, Peter said a few chapters back, um, everyone's, everyone's going to be judged. Everyone's got to, you know, God is the judge. He's the one who judges justly. <laughs> He's the one who will judge justly. Verse 7, the end of all things is near. Now, Paul uh, Peter wrote this 2,000 years ago. It's like, in the grand scheme of eternity, the life here on earth is a the blink of an eye, man. It's a blink of an eye. Therefore, because this is just a blink of an eye, man, you know, and, you know, our today could be your last day. Today could be my last day. Jesus could come back tomorrow because we don't know the time. This is, this is the next word is really good. This is really good, guys. This is it. It's good. Verse four or verse seven. Sorry. I told you my eyes ain't good, man. My eyes are bad. Therefore, because the end is near. Therefore, the end could come at any time. Therefore, be alert and be, so, be of sober mind so that you may pray. 
Be alert. Come on now. Today, go out today and be alert. It, not, it may not be your last day, but it may be someone that you come in contact with. It might be uh, someone that you interface with. You may be sent into their path to bring hope and life. So be alert. Be sober-minded. Be in constant communication with God. Verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply. Man, I love you deeply. I do. I appreciate you. I love you. And I know, I know you. I know your faces. I know your stories. Many of you, I know your stories. Some of you, I don't. But hear that, that you are loved deeply and love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Man, we've heard that before, right? Love covers a multitude of sins. It does. You know, when you just choose to love, it's like, you know what? I was offended. I was, it bothered me. But you know what? I love them. I'm going to, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. <laughs> I like that he mentions without grumbling. Oh, gosh, they're coming over again. <laughs> Did you invite that family over again? <laughs> Why are they here again? I showed hospitality. Yeah, but you did it with a lot of you did it with a lot of grumbling. <laughs> they always eat so much. <laughs> I never get two helpings when they're here. Uh, uh, they bring their son and their daughter and pull neither one of them say two words my goodness they're horrible <laughs> hospitality without the grumbling <laughs> all for hospitality one, with one another without the grumbling each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms you have gifts man Hope you know that today. You have a gift. You matter. Your story matters. Your gifts matter. You have gifts and abilities and talents that no one else has. No one has them in the way that you have them. And the way that God can use them through you is unique to you. You know, I was thinking, you know, we think about, it uh, hit me, you know, because I'm on Shabbat, <laughs> Sabbath, uh, or sabbatical. And I was thinking about, you know, big thing we talk about a lot is more people, more like Jesus. Um, and I thought, you know, sometimes I think, and I have honestly thought more people more like Jesus means that I will become more like Jesus. That And that's true. That's true. But think about it. What does that mean? In what sense? Does it mean I'm going to become a clone of Jesus? Uh, not exactly. It means that I'm going to start, I'm start, I'm going to more and more, when I, more people more like Jesus means I'm going to learn to surrender to the will of God and to obey God like Jesus did. Huh? That's what more people more like Jesus looks like is like, I'm going to start, I'm going to start following Jesus's lead and laying down my will to the will of the father and how that looks in my life will look different than what Jesus, it would look like in Jesus's life. Obviously Jesus had a big mission, the savior of the world, but what does it look like for Terry, just like Jesus to lay down his life in total obedience and surrender to God. That's what becoming more like Jesus was like. So for you today, that's what, you know, for you, Paula, Bill, Tim, Christine, Carolyn, Etta, 
Dan, so many others, that or Mary, Dave. What does it look like for you to become more like Jesus? It means that you more and more surrender your will to God just like Jesus did. More people, more like Jesus. Wow. Could you imagine what your family would look like, your world would look like, your community would look like if more people were surrendering their will to God like Jesus did? Yeah. More people, more like Jesus, man. Yeah. It's your workplace today. What if, what if we just took one, one step closer towards that today? I'm going to surrender my will to God today. I'm going to become more like Jesus. How did what was what was Jesus like when it came to surrender to God? Total submission. Remember at the garden, the night before the crucifixion, Father, take this cup from me. That's my will. That's what I want. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In my human flesh, I don't want to go to the cross, but again, not my will, but thine, yours be done. It sounds more spiritual when you say it in the King James, thine. <laughs> will be done. God's will be done. Man, if we can, that's, that's my prayer, that I can become more like Jesus, more towards that total surrender to God. Um, if anyone speaks, but anyway, back to the point, you got gifts and using your gifts and surrender to God uh, in very unique ways, in, in ways that no one else has. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Right? If your gift is speaking, speak like speak with courage and boldness. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So that in all things, who, who may be praised? God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Yes. You have unique gifts, talents, abilities that God has uniquely wired you to use. And as you surrender to God 100% more and more towards like Jesus did, surrendering to God, using those gifts and abilities and talents and your story, your testimony, your personality. If it's if it's uh, speaking, do it as God has given you the very words. If it's serving, do so with the strength that God provides so that in everything, not that your name gets on a billboard, not that so you get, you know, thank you notes coming from everywhere, but so that God's name may be praised. Hallelujah, man. Yes. There's no greater joy. There is hardly, I can't think of a single joy that's greater than knowing that you were used by the hand of God to touch someone else. And many of you, many of you have been used by God. Verse 12, dear friends, dear friends. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. What's he talking about? The persecution. He's going, they're gone. Some of you have gone through some fiery ordeals. <laughs> some of you might be in a fiery ordeal right now. And maybe that's a word for you. I know this word was spoken to the first century church uh, to a specific issue, but it's also sp spoken to the eternal church, the church throughout the ages. And so maybe this is a word for you today. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you. It's to test you. Why are these, why is this thing going on? What's that? Why is this happening this way? Why am I going through these struggles? Why am I, why is it, why, why is this happening? Why? It seems like it comes in faith. I was talking to someone just this past week and we're talking about how sometimes it just seems like things come in waves. One thing after another, there are seasons like that. And you think, why am I going through this fiery ordeal? To test you. 
It's the test of Abraham and Isaac every time. Will you be faithful? Abraham, Isaac, Mount Moriah. Will you trust God? Trust the heart of God. So he says, uh, don't be surprised. Just to come to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Don't, don't think it was it's strange. It's not. But rejoice. <laughs> so you think, man, things are coming at me wave after wave. Wave after wave. There's a song about that. Wave after wave. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of the tune right now, but wave after wave. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, a, it's a tune. Anyway, things are coming at you wave after wave. What do you do? Rejoice. Why? Rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. As you suffer, rejoice that you are in good company, i.e. Jesus so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Verse 16, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed for the spirit of glory and God rests on you. Oh, man. You suffer for the name of Jesus? God, you see what Peter said there? The spirit of glory and God and of God rests on you. The spirit of glory and of God rests on you. You're in good company. Verse 15, if you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even a meddler. Because that's not who you are. It's a different kind of suffering. You're not suffering because of something you've done wrong. You're suffering because you're of innocence and because you're because of the name of Jesus. Verse 16, however, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. Sometimes we as suffering, we think, oh, I'm a Christian. I can't, I can't tell people about my pain. I can't tell people about my suffering. I'm a Christian. Peter's, he's, Peter is hitting that head on. He's saying, that's ridiculous. He's like, no, no. When you're suffering as a Christian, don't be ashamed. But praise God that you can bear his name, that you can bear his, that you can carry his name through suffering, that you can lean into him as a source of hope through your suffering. So if you're suffering, and that's a great weapon of the enemy is to try to get us in, to deny our pain. Deny our hurt. Why? Because we're a Christian. I thought you were a Christian. If you're a Christian, this shouldn't bother you. If you're a Christian, you should you should just suck it up and keep moving on. If you're a Christian, that's the that's the, the threats of the enemy. That's the that's the accusations, the temptations of the enemy. No. Because I'm a Christian, I'm in pain. Because I'm a Christian, I have or, or in spite of the fact that I'm a Christian, we every human being goes through pain. I'm a I'm going through this pain. I'm going through the suffering. And yes, I'm a child of God, and I am leaning into Him for hope and healing. And He will take care of it. He will lead me through. I trust Him. That's how you do it, man. If you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. You don't have anything to be ashamed of if you're suffering. No one, anyone who thinks that being a Christian means you're uh, exempt from suffering, hasn't read this book. <laughs> They ain't read the book. They have not read the book. They read the wrong. They don't know what they read. They read they read uh, some kind of self-help book, but they haven't read the book. However, if you suffer as a Christian, don't be ashamed. Be, praise God that you can bear his name. For it is for it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? <laughs> oh, there's a somber warning in there, but there's also a great promise, right? The summer warning is that judgment begins with the household of God, right? God, God cares about his church. God saves, listen, God loves all people, but God saves his special blessings for his children. I believe that 100%. God loves everybody. He doesn't love more people, people, some better than others. No, he loves everybody. 
but he saves his special favor. Read the book, right? That's what we do. We read the book, and the book tells us that he's he's his special blessings. He he pours out on his children. Likewise, when it comes to correction, the correction begins in the house of God. The correction doesn't start in the world. We you know we talk about that judge the world, judge the, no no no. Correction begins in the house of God, child of God, people that call it on the name of Jesus. That's where the first correction comes. That's where the first discipline comes. It begins with us. And so he says, but look, if he's going to begin with us, who we are his prized possession, we are his favorite, we are his children, and he's going to you know, judge us and correct us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Not, not, not pretty. Verse 18, if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Verse 19, so then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their fruit faith. I'm sorry, let me try that again. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to the faithful creator and continue to do good. Hmm. Hear that, man. Hear that today. Those who suffer according to God's will, right? You're doing the right thing according to God's will. If you look, what is he saying? He's saying if, you, if you're acting crazy and you're doing things that are sinful and you're doing things that are against the will of God, and you're doing look that that's that's not suffer that that suffering is self-imposed. That suffering has you've earned that suffering by your bad decisions. You've, you that's the reward. That's the that's the that's the due consequences for the decisions you've made. That's not that's not like persecution. <laughs> Right. Sometimes we got to sometimes we got to sort that out. It's like I'm going through this difficult time. Some even like, you know, relationship breakups or relationship trials. Like, why am I why am I going through this persecution? Wait, you knew when you entered that relationship, that was a bad idea. You knew it was not a good idea. So this isn't persecution. This is consequences. <laughs> right. But. Conversely, when we're going through things where we've been doing what God said, we, we, we were as much as we could discern, uh, we thought we were doing God's will. We were doing God's will. So those who suffer according to God's will, it's according to God's will. You know, it's not against God's will. It's according to God's will you're suffering. You should commit yourselves to what? To the faithful creator and continue to do good. Just keep doing good. Man, just keep doing good. And what? People will see it. And they'll glorify God. Um, because of you. That's awesome. All right, you guys, tomorrow we wrap up First Peter, the chapter five tomorrow. Thank you for being a part of this. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day today, wherever you are in your office, workplace, school, out for your run, out for your workout, wherever you're listening to this. Man, it's so awesome to have you a part of this. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for subscribing. And uh, hey, you know what we do? We read, we pray. We uh, change the world. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you uh, for loving us enough to give your life for us, to suffer immensely on the cross uh, for our salvation. Lord, we pray uh, today that we would live lives that would bring honor and glory to you. Lord, thank you for the life that you delivered us from, that we are not of those who do detestable things. We no longer live in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, or engage in detestable idolatry. Lord, those are not the garments that you've called us to. So we throw those off. We thank you that you've brought us into a new way of life. And God, uh, we choose to stand in that way, um, the way of righteousness, the way of truth, the way of holiness. And Lord, as people 
uh, scar, uh, mock or scoff at our lives, Lord. Help us to continue to do, be humble and to point to you. Lord, help us to lead others to this way of life, to let other people know that they don't have to keep repeating the same bad story over and over. They don't have to, have to keep writing the same negative chapters of their lives over, and, lives over and over. They can start over because we did with you and only because of you. Lord, thank you so much for that. And God, thank you that you are with us in our suffering. I pray for my friends today, some who may be in the midst of suffering. They're in a fiery ordeal. God, I pray that you would pour out your peace and grace and strength to them. Let them know that you are close, that you are near, and that you will carry them through. You've never failed them yet. You're not going to do it now. Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every one, whatever need they have. May you meet it according to your riches uh, in Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless your day. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Hope you have a fantastic day. Hey, let me know how 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 this podcast is ministering to you. I love to hear from you. Bible Study Podcast 2020. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Thanks for subscribing and sharing this. It means a lot to me, and I know it's touching the lives of others as well. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.